Welcome to Newbridge Christian Community, a place we experience perfection unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Join us as Pastor David Ogenerubo teaches and divides the word of truth. Be blessed as you listen to the sermon. In Christ, we are God's new breed. So, last week, we began a teaching series in Christ. And um, we started studying. And we concluded on some of the following facts. We concluded that our identity is found in Christ's identity and nothing else. Say after me, my identity is found in Christ's identity and nothing else. We spoke about living your life by the faith of Christ. Say after me, I live by the faith of Christ. And we explained that Christ is the seed of Abraham and we became children of Abraham and particles of Abraham's blessing by faith in Jesus Christ. So say after me, I'm the seed of Abraham. I'm a particle of Abraham's blessing. <laughs> I'm a particle of Abraham's blessing in Christ Jesus. And we talked about the fact that we are heirs of God. We are inheritors of God. So through the Spirit, we are inheritors of God. Galatians 2 verse 20, which we looked at last week, it says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live at the feet of the Son of God. Do you see that? So, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ that liveth in me. Do you see that? That word, with, changes everything. That's, that's the key. That's the key word there. <laughs> the key word. I am crucified with Christ. So I am with him. So our identity is in him now. Our identity is found in him. Say after me, my identity is his identity. I find myself in him. Praise the Lord. John chapter 1. From verse 9. John chapter 1 from verse 9. If you are there, please just open your Bible. John chapter 1 from verse 9. The Bible says, that was the true light. Talking about Christ now. It says, that was the true light, which lighted every man that cometh into the world. Now, to, to get the, the a greater feel of this, you need to read from verse 4 to 5. It says, in him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and darkness comprehended it not. Darkness doesn't understand it. Praise the Lord. It says, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. Oh, see after me, I have life. <laughs> I have light. So, my, my emphasis here is verse 9. It says, that was the true light that lighted every man that comes into the world. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, that was the true light that lighted every man that cometh into the world. <laughs> so, if a person hasn't found Christ, he has not received light and he has not started living. Very important. So let's move on. 
you know, this particular teaching. I wanted to say I won't do this, continue this teaching because Papa sent for me and um, I won't be around. But what I want to teach, this particular teaching is very important and it needs to be built up. You, you shouldn't just leave it because of you see, you see as we study, you see why it needs to be built up. Praise the Lord. Okay. Now, this is the reason why we must teach. If no man can find himself except he finds himself in Christ, that means we must show Christ. We must reveal Christ. Praise the Lord. We must teach it. This principle of getting people to see Christ by teaching, many scholars call, they call it the mirror principle of God's word. Many, many call it the, the, the sin principle, the mirror principle. But whatever you want to call it, it's important that you see Christ. What you see of Christ is too important. <laughs> you know, I, I ask people, do you believe in Jesus? When I go to preach, I ask people, do you believe in Jesus? They say yes. And I ask them again, what do you believe of Jesus? <laughs> Most people cannot answer. After, oh, I believe he died for my sins. They, they don't know. Dying for your sins was just a part of the process. There was more. Praise the Lord. First John chapter 3 from verse 2 to 3. It says, First John 3, from verse 2 to 3, it says, Beloved, beloved, now are we the sons of God. I will encourage you to be with your Bible. It says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be. Now, pay attention here. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. Does that end with a full stop? with a colon or with a semicolon you see it ends with a semicolon it says but we know that when it shall appear we shall be like him why for we shall see him as he is very profound it says we are going to be like him because we shall see him as he is what does that tell you the more you see him as he is, the more you become like him. That means how much of Christ you become, how much of Christ becomes real and tangible in your life is how much of him you've seen. Very, very instructive. How much of him you become is how much of him you've seen. Let's look at it again. Now, it says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifies himself even as he is pure, even as Christ is pure. So, if people are not purifying themselves, it's because they are not seeing Christ as he is. The reason why many people are not changing 
and their circumstances are not changing, their lives are not changing, is because they are not seeing Christ. Because if you see him as he is, the Bible says you will be like him. <laughs> if you can get the people to see him, to my job as a minister, if I can get you to see him, if I can get you to see him and to see what you are in him, you will be like him. Very important. You know, as a minister, starting a church, there are many things that I can do to get you to come to church, which we will still do as God increases us. We can improve the music. We can improve um, the lightning. We can improve the hall. And we will still do that. Amen. <laughs> but I cannot play with doctrine. I can't play with the word. Because your, your life, both in this earth and in the world to come, will depend on how much revelation, the revelation of Christ in your spirit. Very important. <laughs> the revelation of Christ in your spirit. He says, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. So, if you see him, you'll be like him. Now, something else is very important, which I want you to see. I want you to see. Philemon chapter 1, from verse 5. Okay, before you get to Philemon chapter 1, verse 5. Before Philemon... 1 verse 5. Let's look at something else. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians 1. Wherever you are, just let's just pray in tongues right now. Rito Sento Koshikata. Lakataba Rapabako Sevradiga Matasati. Oh, the word of God will bear fruit in you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Ephesians 1 from verse 15. It says, Wherefore I also, Ephesians 1 from verse 15, it says, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the Lord, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Now, let me pause there. Now, this prayer is better rendered this way that the Lord, God of our Father, of the, the God of our Lord Jesus, the Father of glory, may grant unto you wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ by His Spirit. Because we already have the Holy Spirit to pray for people who already have the Holy Spirit. 
that they should ask for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Do you understand? You know, you can talk about the seven spirits of God. Yes, the seven spirits of God is called seven spirits because those are seven manifestations, seven distinct manifestations of the spirit of God. You see that more of that in Isaiah chapter 11. <laughs> so he was actually talking about Jesus Christ and us by extension in him. Praise the Lord. So you see the spirit of wisdom, of might, spirit of understanding, the spirit of fear of the Lord, the spirit of, of, of knowledge. And that's what it's talking about here. So it's that the eyes of verse 17, please, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. Now, why is he saying wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ? It's because the knowledge of Christ is by the Spirit. Knowing Christ is not just by it's not just head understanding. It's by the Spirit. So, if it's by the Spirit, what's the place of teaching? I'm teaching you now, like I'm teaching. But it's by the Spirit. Because, you see, teaching is a medium whereby the work of the Spirit is being made real in your life. If your mind, you see, your mind is very important. Your mind is an important part of your spiritual growth. Anything that God has done in your spirit that your mind is not aware about, is not made conscious about, it will not manifest in your life, even though God has done it in your spirit. Praise the Lord. Okay. Verse 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him by his spirit. Now, does that end the full stop with a colon? A colon. Verse 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the sense. Let's take it gradually. Let's read it again from verse 17 to verse 18. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the Spirit, may give unto you wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him <laughs> by His Spirit. Verse 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. This is why we must teach. Now, as your eyes of understanding is being enlightened, He's saying that God will grant unto you wisdom. And revelation in the knowledge of Christ by his spirit. When does he do it? He does it as your eyes of understanding is being enlightened. Did you get that? Very important. <laughs> he does it as your eyes of understanding is being enlightened. Very important stuff here. That ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. What does this mean? It means the, the riches of the glory of his inheritance is in the saints, in you. <laughs> the glory of the riches of God's inheritance 
is in me. Say after me, the glory of the riches of God's inheritance is in me. Hi. The glory of the riches of God's inheritance is in the sense. And God imparts unto you wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. As your eyes of understanding is being enlightened, that you will know what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in you. Because when you know that, that will be your experience. Praise the Lord. When you know that, that will be your experience. Are you seeing why teaching is very important? Even though God wants to impart unto you wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ by his spirit to you, the way he does it is when your eyes of understanding is being enlightened. This is why it must be progressive. This is why we teach progressively. This is why we must build because as your eyes of understanding is being enlightened, as your mind is being enlightened, as your he calls understanding eyes. He calls understanding eyes. Eyes. As that is happening, as your understanding is being opened, God is imparting to your spirit wisdom. Wisdom and revelation is knowledge of Christ. The real knowledge of Christ is by the Spirit. So as your eyes of understanding are being enlightened, God imparts to you. He imparts to your spirit. He imparts to your heart. Wisdom and revelation. <laughs> See after me, I have wisdom and revelation. Oh, as I hear the word of God right now, I have wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. As I listen to the word of God right now, as my eyes of understanding are being enlightened, I receive, say after me, I receive wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ to know the riches of the glory of his inheritance. Do you know how many Christians are not walking in the riches of the glory of God's inheritance? Their lives is in circles and cycles. Even me talking to you, this, this is a, these are not things I will just preach to you and go. These are things I need to, we need to eat them. You understand? For a long time in my life, I always ask myself, when are people going to live the Christian life? When are people going to live in the fullness of everything that Christ died for and prayed for? When are people going to live in the full reality of Christ's work. When? When? When would that happen? You see, that can only happen by such a ministry. This is why we have to teach you. We need to start from the basics. Who are you in Christ? <laughs> who are you? Oh, who are you in Christ? What did Christ do? What have I become now that I've come into him? Praise the Lord. Let's, let's look at something else. Let's take it a little bit much deeper. Philemon chapter 1 from verse 5. Let's go to Philemon now. Philemon chapter 1 
from verse 5. Are you ready? Philemon chapter 1 from verse 5. It says, Hearing of thy love and faith, which thou hadst towards the Lord Jesus Christ, and towards all saints. You know, I like the way the Bible is written. <laughs> there is there is so much wisdom in the way the Bible is written. It says, hearing of thy love and faith. You can't have faith towards the Lord Jesus and not love him. You see, faith and love work together. It says, hearing of thy love and faith which has towards the Lord Jesus Christ and toward all saints. Now, that means you cannot also have faith and love towards the Lord and not have it towards all saints. If you have love towards the Lord, you will have it towards all saints. You will have it towards every Christian. Not just members of your denomination. <laughs> if you have faith and love towards the Lord, you will have faith and love towards all saints. Praise Jesus. He says, Hearing of thy faith, of thy love and faith, which thou hadst towards the Lord Jesus and towards all saints, verse 6, and that is where I'm going to pay close attention, that the communication of your faith, this was actually a prayer. So, Paul was saying that after I heard of your love and faith, which, are, which you have towards the Lord Jesus Christ and towards all saints, he began to pray. He said he began to pray that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. So when Paul heard of their love and faith they had towards the Lord Jesus and towards all saints, after that was established, that, okay, now you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. You have love for the Lord Jesus and for all saints. I need to begin to pray for you. That the expression, the manifold expression, that's the word communication. The manifold expression, the tangible expression of your faith will become effectual. How? By the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. So, I have come to Christ Jesus. I believe in Christ Jesus. I heard the gospel and provoked faith and love for Jesus Christ in me. Now, the next thing that Paul says it's most important is that this faith that I've had, how does it become effectual? How does it become tangible? How does the manifold tangibility of my faith in Jesus Christ become effectual? Many people, you see, many people believe in Jesus Christ, but their lives are not showing. Their lives are not showing the, the communication of their faith. You know, communication is old English. This is old King James. <laughs> the communication, meaning somebody else will look at your life and say, I can see 
that Christ is at work in you. There's progress in your life. I can see your progress in the faith. I can see the victory of Christ in you. I can see the triumph of Christ in what you do. I can see the change of that Christ alone brings. Paul is saying, I'm praying for you that the communication, the manifold tangibility of your faith will become effectual. How would that happen? By the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you, in Christ Jesus. So, what does this mean? This means, when I came into Christ Jesus, good things came into me. Oh, praise the Lord. See, after me, good things have come into me because I came into Christ Jesus. Because I am in Christ, good things are now in me. So, when I acknowledge those good things that are in me because I am in Christ, they become effectual. So, you see, this principle is the principle of acknowledgement. But you see, how can you acknowledge something that you don't even know exists? Are you seeing why we must teach? So when I came into Christ, several good things came into me. See, after me, the day I came into Christ, good things came into me. The day I find out and acknowledge those good things, they become effectual. They become effective and obvious in my life. Are you seeing this? <laughs> so, you can be born again. But you see, you can be born again and good things are in you. But you see, if you don't find out and acknowledge the good things that are in you because you are in him, they won't become effectual. So, the good things that came because I am in Christ... Those are the things that form my identity. Those are, the, those are the, the things that form who I am. You know, in the previous verse we just read, Ephesians chapter 1, he called it, Paul called it, the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the sense. So, God's inheritance, the riches of the glory of God's inheritance is in me. Because I am in Christ. Praise the Lord. Because I am in Christ, the riches of the glory of God's inheritance is in me. And they become effectual when I find them out and acknowledge them. You see this? So with this foundation being laid, we, you, you are not seeing why we can explore the good things that are in us because we came in Christ. These things form our identity. They are the things that form who we are in Christ. They are the things that form what we have in Christ. They are the things that form the, the, the details of our nativity. <laughs> they form the details. Oh, you know, you've heard things they say, these people are like that. They will say, um, people from the West are like this. People from so-and-so place are like that. People from the north, people from the south, this is how they are, that's how they are. You see, whatever they may have said that you are because you are from a certain place, you see, when you come into Christ, 
There is who you are now in Christ. Praise the Lord. And when you study the New Testament, you cannot escape this reality. You can't escape it. So, in this particular service, we will take one. And as the services go on, both Thursdays and Sunday services, we will try to, to, to see how much we can press into your spirit. These are teachings you should sit down and let them change your sunesis. Let them change your, your way of understanding, your way, your way of thinking. You remember what we shared last week? Peter said, silver and gold I have none, but such as I have in the name of Jesus Christ. Such as I have in the name. <laughs> so he had something. He knew he had something in Christ. Such as I have in the name of Jesus. Give I unto thee. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. He gave the man healing. So we have healing in the name of Jesus. He gave the man healing in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, well, he gave the man power. The Bible says, by faith, true faith in his name has made this man walk. The strength came from what he had. So in him, we have strength. <laughs> in him, we have power. The power that made that man to walk came. Peter gave it to him from what he had in Christ. Oh, Father, thank you. We have, see, see, see. Jude, that Philemon we read, it says, we have good things by the acknowledging of every good thing you have. The day you acknowledge it, the day you, you recognize, you recognize it and acknowledge it, it becomes effectual. It becomes effectual. So let's look at one good thing we have in Christ. One of the good things we have in Christ. Second Corinthians chapter 5 from verse 16. 2 Corinthians 5 from verse 16. Are you there? <laughs> That's if I can hear you. I'm just streaming. Did I say first Corinthians? Sorry, second Corinthians, please. Second Corinthians five. Second Corinthians five from verse sixteen. Let's read from verse fifteen. I know we love the Bible. I love the Bible. <laughs> oh, I love his name. I love his name. I'm waiting for you. Are you there? His name is Jesus Christ. I love his name. Second Corinthians five. From verse 15, he says, And that he died for all, that they which live should henceforth, should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them, and rose again. Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now, henceforth, know we him no more. 
<laughs> See, he says, we may have known Christ after the flesh, <laughs> but after he died and resurrected, we don't know him after the flesh again. That's the same thing with you. Because remember, your identity is with his identity. You have no identity outside his identity. <laughs> it says, wherefore henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. So even you, you, don't, you are not known after where you come from. You may be Yoruba, you may be Alsa, you may be Igbo, you may be Delta. You are not known after the flesh anymore. In God's sight, you are not known after where you are from. It says, wherefore, henceforth, know we no man. And that should be your reality. You don't, don't walk with people. Don't judge people by where they are from. You judge them by who they are in Christ. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you judge them by who they are. Who they are. Don't judge. Don't say, oh, I'm from Delta. This is how we are. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Wherefore, hence we know man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Because he has died. He was buried and resurrected. And <laughs> you were with him. If you believe in Christ, it has been accrued to you. His death has become your death. His burial has become your burial. And his resurrection has become yours. So he says, Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. Ye do we have, we have known Christ after the flesh. Yet now, henceforth, know we him no more. Verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ. If any man be in Christ. <laughs> he is a new creature. Therefore, if any man be in Christ. He is a new creature. See, after me, I'm a new creature. Oh, I'm a new creature. I'm a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You see, verse 17 is such a powerful scripture in the whole of the New Testament. But you see, verse 18 gets to me more. And all things are of God. All things have become new. But these all things that have become new are of God. So, new things of God <laughs> have become new in my life. All things have become new. Meaning, everything that pertains to my life, after I come into Christ, they have become new and they are being influenced by God. You see, when a person gets born again, he doesn't have a life of his own. See, after me, my life is being influenced by God. Listen, you may be at one point in your life feeling confused right now. You may be confused about the next step to take. But you see, you are a new creature. All things have passed away and all things have become new. Even that thing that you are confused about, it is of God now. It's now God's business. Everything pertaining to your life is now God's business. He can influence it. Do you understand? He can influence it. <laughs> Say after me, Lord, take charge of my life. Do whatever you want to do with it. Because when I came into you, I became a new creature. And all things have become new. And all things are of God in you. All things are of God. Praise the Lord. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. You are in, this is the doctrine of regeneration. The doctrine of regeneration. When you are in Christ, you have one nature. It is the nature of Christ. 
You don't have two natures. One nature. <laughs> because you are born again. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, a new species, a new type of being. Oh, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. said, being born again, not of corruptible seed. 1 Peter 1, verse 23. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. That's one of my best verses in the entire Bible. 1 Peter 1, verse 23. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God. See, after me, I'm a new creature in Christ. All things are passed away. The old life of confusion, the old life of struggle is passed away. And all things are becoming. All things mean all things. You may still see everything looking different. But he says all things are becoming you and all things are of God. That is what the Bible says. I remember when you acknowledge it, it becomes effectual. You know, Ken Hagen gave a story about how he noticed that he got born again quite early when he was 17. He said he noticed that when he got born again, he went out immediately and started telling everybody, I'm a new creature. He started preaching to people, telling them about Christ, telling them, and wherever he preached, he told them, I'm a new creature. He said, the more he preached about the fact that he was a new creature, many of the habits he struggled with began to give, give way. He talked about a time where he told so he was telling somebody about the fact that he's a new creature. He had a friend, and the friend wanted him to follow him to visit another friend, a girl, and all that. And there were two girls there, and one of them came to meet him and said uh, he should dance. They, they were playing one of these rock star, secular pop kind of music, and told him to dance. He said, "I don't, I don't dance to things like this. I don't dance." And she said, "Why?" I said, "I'm a new creature. My desires have changed. I'm a new creature. <laughs> I don't dance to things like this." He said immediately. He told her, "I'm a new creature." He said the power of God rested on her, and she began to cry. She said she needs she wants to be she wants to be saved. He preached to her there and led her to Christ. He said he found out that the more he said and he told people that he's a new creature, the more the new creature began to walk inside of him. <laughs> Are you seeing this? So if a person does not acknowledge it and vocalize it, he may be a new creature, but it's not be so evident in his life. Remember where we, where we are coming from? That the communication of your faith might become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is indeed in Christ Jesus. And we are just seeing now that in Christ you have become a new creature. Do you see this? <laughs> oh, glory to God. See, after me, I'm a new creature in Christ. All things are passed away. All things are passed away. Old struggles. Listen. The pattern of your family, the pattern of your father is not your pattern. The pattern of the struggle, they say, oh, people in this family, they struggle with this, they rise, rise, rise at this point. Mm -mm. I'm a new creature and all things are of God. Don't, you know, sometimes mental models can come to your mind and say, oh, people who do this kind of business don't go to this, don't 
don't succeed beyond this point. People who are like this, people who have missed it at such and so point in their life, people who have, it does not matter what has happened. He says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. All things are becoming new and all things are of God. <laughs> have you missed it before? There's no problem. All things are of God. All things, everything in your life is of God. Your life has, be, you belong to God. Do you understand? You belong to God. All things are of God. You are his child now. So that business must prosper. You speak to it. It is true people work hard to prosper. But you see, your life in Christ, being born again does not automatically mean prosperity. You must work hard. Of course, you must work hard. But you see, your life in Christ can influence it. Your work with God can influence what you do. See, after me, I'm a new creature. Old habits are breaking away. Old struggles are breaking away. Old habits, see, after me, old habits are breaking away. Old habits are breaking away. You are different. I'm a new creature in Christ. All things are passed away. And all things are become new. <laughs> so let's make these declarations. Number one, say after me, good things dwell in me because I came into Christ. Say after me, say it again, good things dwell in me because I came into Christ. Say after me, I walk in the newness of life. <laughs> I am in Christ, so I am a new creature. Old things are passed away. Old struggles are passed away. Old sins are passed away. Old weaknesses are passed away. I am super victorious because I am in Christ and I walk in the nearness of life. All things are of God. All things are of God. Oh, see, that one should enter you. All things are of God. Oh, barataku, break a tiska. Just if you are there, just you can stand up on your feet and begin to pray in tongues right now. All things are of God. All things are of God. My life is of God. All things are of God. Oh, my mind is of God. All things are of God. Oh, God runs my life right now. My life is being run by God. All things are of God. <laughs> Thank you, Father. All things are of God. I acknowledge the good things which I have in you. Father, I acknowledge that in you I'm a new creature. All things are passed away and all things have become new and all things are of God. <laughs> Thank you, Father. It is done in Jesus' name. We will be looking more into this. There, there, there are so many. There are so many. And you see, the more you acknowledge it, the more it becomes your experience. The more you acknowledge it, the more it becomes your experience. Are you seeing why more people, many people acknowledge, many Christians acknowledge the things they see? This country is hard. They acknowledge it. But the one that God says is true, they don't acknowledge it. When you acknowledge it, it becomes your reality. He said the communication of your faith becomes effectual. Father, we give you praise. Oh, the communication of my faith becomes effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in me, in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father. Say it. Let's do it again. Let's declare again. Good things dwell in me <laughs> because I came into Christ. I walk in the newness of life. I am in Christ. 
So I'm a new creature. Thank you for listening to the sermon. We hope you have been blessed by the teaching. Please visit our website, newbridgeccng.org, to download more of our sermons. Remain blessed.